Hello, friends. This episode is sponsored by January Jane Shop. January Jane Shop is a trending Catholic boutique known for their gorgeous collections of vintage prints and lifestyle products. From everyday apparel to stationery, tea towels, and mugs, each item is prayerfully made with original artwork and designs by Jaina Zuniga, a Colorado-based artist. Jaina's hope is to provide beautiful products that sanctify the hidden and humble moments of your daily life and to encourage you on your path to sainthood. As the new school year approaches, be sure to check out their best-selling heirloom Polaroid saint prints featuring real-life photographs of modern Catholic saints. I just received a pack myself, and I absolutely love them. They also include a captivating story of each saint printed on the back. They come in gorgeous packaging and make the most intentional birthday, holiday, or sacramental gifts. These saint prints are also popularly used as classroom decor. You can choose your favorites to customize your own pack or choose from their curated collections on their website. Don't miss their other best-selling products such as their embroidered sweatshirts, wildflower press kits, and the Fiat Floral Garden Tea. Use the code ABIDE15 for 15% off your order at January Jane Shop until October 1st. Visit JanuaryJaneShop.com to start shopping or click the link provided in the show notes. That's ABIDE15 for 15% off your order at JanuaryJaneShop.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hello, dear friends, and welcome to season 12 of the Abiding Together podcast. We are so excited to be back with you for another season. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. And we have people from all over the world on this walk together, and you are most, most welcome. My name is Sister Miriam James, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim. And we speak about what the Lord is doing in our life, the movements of the Holy Spirit, what is breaking our hearts, what is healing us, and where the Lord is leading us to deeper relationship with Him. So wherever you find yourself today, wherever that is, you are most welcome. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hey friends, before we begin the podcast, I just wanted to share an exciting announcement. Our next season will be starting September 25th. We hope that you'll join us and invite your friends, your small faith community, your mom, sister, brother, priest, and all are welcome here. And we just can't wait to journey together in our walk with Christ this fall. This is a season you won't want to miss. So head over to our website and subscribe to our email list so you can be the first to get the newest episode. God bless you. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. We are at the end of our study. Guys, we did it. We did it. We went to we summer school, it. y'all. Like, I'm proud yeah. of us. Like, I'm just proud of us for the three of us for actually recording yeah. this because, I, know. I mean, it was a great idea, but here we are, you know, so we <laughs> hope. There's like yeah. a billion things going on in all of our lives right now. We're like, why did we do this again? Yeah. Like, oh, right. Yeah. We love Jesus. We're trying to respond to his call and we love our listeners. So yes, hopefully you, we, they've enjoyed it. We do. We love our listeners so much. And I just want to say, Heather, even though we're recording this a little bit early, just so people can have a summer vacation. Heather, you're about to go to Scotland. Can we just talk about that for a I second? I am. I like am. Like in two days. This, like literally. I can't even. I mean, this is not my life. I don't, this stuff doesn't happen to me, but I had this like really, really, really what a gift, an invitation from Father Dave to join him on a pilgrimage to Scotland and to lead worship there with him. And it came kind of last minute, like just a month ago. So it was a whirlwind and I can't believe it's happening. And my whole family is there. Like my mom's whole side of the family's Dude. there. It's the homeland. If people don't know, both my parents are Scottish. They moved here after they got married. So they have mm-hmm. these sweetest little accents and I can't wait to go to be with Father Dave and all the people and then my family in the homeland. 
I'm so grateful. Really, the most important question is, what are you going to bring us back? Like, what gifts oh, are you going to bring us back? Right? <laughs> oh, you wait. I'm going to bring you a little kill. You know, we'll see. We'll Ooh, see. Let's see. I, yeah. yeah, I told Father Dave, I was like, for the worship, I was like, you play the bagpipes, I'll do the guitar. We will <laughs> rock this. <laughs> Father Dave Pavanka playing the bagpipes would be like a dying cat. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, let's not. It's, oh, oh, I can't awesome. wait to hear about it when you, yeah, because when this airs, you will have come back and you'll have all the stories. Maybe I'll post some pictures on the Facebook. Yeah, I might come back with a Scottish accent. You might please know. do, would you? It would oh. be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, she really took to that trip. Wow, okay. she really took it all in. Oh, <laughs> this is awkward. She really did. This is, we're not really sure what she's in. She's Canadian. Um, anyway, okay, so we are going to talk about chapter five, which is that you bear much fruit, which is the formation of the lay faithful. And the very first section is titled, which we all love, a continual process of maturation. So number 57 it says the gospel image of the vine and the branches reveals to us another fundamental aspect of the lay faithful's life and mission, the call to growth and a continual process of maturation of always bearing much fruit. So Michelle Benzinger, what would you like to share with us about that? That's a great, that's just a great quote to start us off today. Because the Holy Spirit is so funny and he is just, he's the Holy Spirit. He knows what he's doing. He's sovereign. But I was even thinking about this because just even in my own personal life right now, just the maturation process, like the places that the Lord is just really pointing mm. out to myself that, okay, these places are immaturing you. And I would earlier, like probably in my journey with the Lord, I would have shamed myself or been like, okay, but the Lord is just showing me, you know, these are places you just haven't grown and that weren't nourished and nurtured and they need to come to full fullness right now. Like I realize for some reason, and we say this and we know this in our heads, but I think that there is a finish line to healing. There is a finish line. Like I, I should be further along than I am. And I, like you tell yourself this and you're like, no. And then like, I realized, oh my gosh, you can't outgrow your need to grow in the Lord and to mature in the Lord. That will never, we will never come to the end on this side of heaven. Like I will always be maturing and growing. I will always be transformed to glory, to glory. But there is something in me, like I believed in that lie, like, oh, I should have already known this by now. I should be further along. And just realizing like, no, like it's okay. Like uh, acknowledge where you are, be aware. Now, if there's areas that there's sinfulness in your immaturity, yes, like that needs to be looked at and repented of and all the different things. But like, okay, I can't outgrow my need for maturity for the Lord to mature me in different ways. And so, mm -hmm. yes, I was just interested. Like I was like, all right, Holy Spirit, I see you here. I see what you're doing here. Thank you for this chapter. Uh-huh. Mm. I see what you did there. Yep. I see what you did there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I love just that they keep going back to this. Like John 15, yeah. that's our mm -hmm. scripture, right? Like the abiding mm -hmm. scripture for, for our whole podcast is, and the bearing of fruit, the, the whole analogy is so easy. And I think often we don't look through these simple lenses to question what is happening in our life and what are we seeing and how are we doing as a human being? And are we thriving? You know, like what we abide in determines the fruit mm -hmm. that's going to be born. So mm -hmm. if we're abiding in Jesus, we will have good fruit. We will. Like that's the promise is that good things will flow from this deep union with God, like peace and patience and kindness and self-control and all of those things. But if we are not abiding in him and we are abiding in other things, 
that also will determine the fruit that comes out. So true. And, and it's just so easy to look at our life and go, do I have peace, patience, kindness, mm-hmm. like the fruits of the spirit? Are they present in this? And, and we can say in our life in general, but we can get very specific. Are they present mm-hmm. in my emotions? Mm-hmm. Are they present in my relationship with my spouse or with my relationship with religious sisters that I live with? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, are they present with my children in my work in my whatever? Like, I think... You know, this is a serious time I think we live in. And if we're talking about maturity and coming into a place of maturation, we we have to take a closer look at what is actually going on under the surface and then what is the fruit that's coming out from that and take mm-hmm. some responsibility, you know, and if mm-hmm. there's some changes that need to be made, adjustments, like I feel like all of us are going through massive adjustments right now. Mm-hmm. And as I'm in the counseling process again, there's so many maturing factors that are occurring there and mm-hmm. hard things I have to look at because I really want to live mm-hmm. what I'm saying, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I want it to be congruent. And and I think that's part of what maturity looks like. I, it reminds me of what Dr. Bob Schutz so ta- often talks about, the path of security, maturity, purity, because it's hard for us to live in maturity if we don't have areas of mm-hmm. security. And so the Lord's mm-hmm. always bringing us like, like the vine and the branches to deeper security. And Heather, when you're sharing that story about coming into like, what are we, what am I abiding? And I just, a couple of weeks ago, I just felt really inspired by the Lord and it had to be the Lord. Cause I don't know if I would have done this on my own where just to make a prayer of Lord, tell me the things I don't mm-hmm. know about myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good like, one. I want to know what I want to know what I don't know. Cause we don't know what we don't know. No. And I like, Lord, here we are another level of healing. I, I please tell me the things that I don't know about myself. Cause I, I need to know what I don't know. And there's been some very gentle and very serious revelations that the Lord showed to me, but I just thought, notice like, especially like I just, one of the things I noticed is like, I've been in the area of rescuing, trying to rescue other people for a long time and taking responsibility for other people's emotional state or taking responsibility for other people's outcomes. And, and just, I noticed that behavior myself, even as a little girl, like, oh, you're in distress. And then we've all have a helping instinct, which is really important. But when it goes to like, it goes to codependence of trying to rescue somebody. And it's like, what is just then? So then I'm okay. Right. So you can see, and it, it, and I think Heather or Michelle, you were talking about something that you noticed in yourself that you thought was virtue. And I'm like, oh, that's actually when I'm, and I can say this in compassion with myself, like, oh, that's actually a, a little girl way mm-hmm. of trying to survive of like, if I take care of you, so then you're okay, then that means I'm going to be okay versus mm-hmm. being a, a, a gift to somebody and allowing being with people in their distress or in their troubles. And then, and allowing just the, the gift of presence, but not taking ownership or trying to manage. And I was, I just was thinking about that. Like, oh, that's an area. That's a deeper area that reveals my own areas of my own insecurity and my own survival mechanisms where the Lord is trying to bring me into security in him. And those things to change, like we're both talking, or all the three of us talking about here, those are really difficult mm-hmm. things because the root system goes so mm-hmm. deep. And like mm-hmm. where my, you know, where my branch has been grafted onto something else. And the Lord's like, I love you so much. We're going to, we're going to do something much deeper here. And so I appreciate number 58 that the document says to be able to discover the actual will of the Lord in our lives always involves the following, right? A receptive listening mm-hmm. to the word of God and the church, fervent and constant prayer, recourse to a wise and loving spiritual guide, and a faithful discernment of the gifts and talents by God, as well as the diverse social and historic situations in which one lives. And so I, I'm just kind of wondering, like, yeah, what are what are the prayers the Lord's inspiring us <laughs> to pray? Yeah, of those, of those places of our life, of the continual maturation of of yes, there is real healing. And yes, there are things in our life that we won't face the same way that we did five years ago, but in the continual maturation, like, don't we all yeah. want to continue to grow like and continue to bear new fruit and to bear new leaves. And I just, 
man, you know, it's, it's a great, it's a great journey. Mm. He is a God who heals. I just want (laughs) to, just want to highlight what you just said there. He really is a healer and the trust in that and who he is, is so key. And when that's broken, you know, like, I think that's where it's like, go down to the bottom of, of like where it all begins. And usually it's trust, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, we look at the garden of garden of Eden. That's what happened there. It was a break in the trust. They started to distrust the heart of God and everything went sideways. And I think, oh, there's things that have happened in my life that have caused me to distrust God. And then over time, like I'm, I'm resistant to his love because how can you allow, how can you receive from someone you don't trust? It's so impossible. You won't. Yeah, it's you impossible. Won't. Mm-hmm. You know, like you'll get like maybe a little bit. It's like what I feel sort of comfortable with, but you will mm-hmm. never be able to see, receive the full love of God. And actually guys, I think I mentioned this one time where I was, I, I told you half of the story. So I just want to tell the other half right now. When I was at Franciscan and I was singing this song in worship by Upper Room called, I Just Love You. And I just started to weep as I sang these mm-hmm. words. And it was like so deep from my heart, just like pouring out my love upon the Lord. Well, I was on a plane going to Calgary and that song came on and the same thing happened again, except I was trying to like hold mm-hmm. it together because I was mm-hmm. on a plane and that's embarrassing. But I was like experiencing the same depth of emotion, like of like, mm-hmm. I just wanted to pour all of this love out. So the words are something like everything I want is everything you are is all I want, all I need all I've dreamed, all I've hoped for, everything. And these words were just like, oh, I feel this so deeply, Lord. Like I, I want to just pour this out on you. And I was like, why is this so deep? And he said, because you trust mm. me now. Mm. And he said, Heather, remember? And he like made me remember back to the beginning. I was like, that was a huge wound in my life where I thought he wasn't going to come for me. I'm going to take care of it all myself. That's when my vigilance started and my self-reliance and all of those things. And he said, I've actually been healing you all of this time through all of these different things. And he said, and the fruit is Mm. you trust me now Mm. and you're able to receive my love for you and you want to pour it back. And I was like, uh, like wrecked, like in the plane. I was just like, okay, you can take me now, Lord. That's good. Mm. And I'm like, he really mm-hmm. is the healer. And sometimes we can't see it. Sometimes it's imperceptible, but like if we're committed to deeper formation and the journey with him in the maturing process, it will happen because that's who he is. That's his promise. Mm-hmm. And even hopping back up to the end of 58, I just even love that last line. It says, This, then in the marvelous yet demanding task awaiting all the lay faithful and all Christians at every moment to grow always in the knowledge of the richness of baptism and faith, as well Mm -hmm. as to live it more Mm -hmm. fully. And referring to birth and growth as two stages in the Christian life, the Apostle Peter makes the following exhortation, like newborn babies long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up to salvation. And I like, I've really been just thinking that like, Lord, where do I need to be nourished? And a good friend of mine asked me a question, like she is on her own beautiful healing journey. And she asked me, we were talking about the, at Pentecost, the, when Jesus came into the room, appeared to the apostles in the upper room and his wounds were exposed. And that's what struck out to me in the gospel. The first thing he said is look at my wounds, but it was the wounds in his hands. And so we were talking about like, were those the only wounds that were able to be displayed? Like he was scourged, like his face was beat up, 
but they don't talk about those wounds. Like, so were those healed? And our question, our question were, are there some wounds that get completely healed? And there's some that are still displayed for God's glory to go through and how to discern which is which. And that's what I was been really praying with the maturation process where I'm saying like, there's areas that need to be matured in me that just need to grow up. You know what I mean? Like the Lord's like, okay, you can't bring mm-hmm. these into the new season, honey. They served you for a little while. Like you learn these defense mechanisms, but they can't come in the next season. And then there's wounds like that are just going to still stay open and God's glory is going to be, you know, shown through them. And at, sister, what you were saying, like, and Dr. Bob says it all the time is, you know, the wound and the gifts go together. Amen, girl. Sister Miriam was like, okay, like where are there areas that I thought I was virtuous in my people pleasing or my hypervigilance, like look how whatever were actually mm-hmm. self-protection. Like I was self-protecting myself and mm-hmm. it was painful to thinking, oh my gosh, here I thought it was virtuous. And actually I was self-protecting and self-justifying and those mm-hmm. hurt. Like it just was painful and it just mm-hmm. hurt. And the Lord in his kindness leads us to repentance, but his kindness is like, I mean, this makes me cry. It's almost like Eustace and Chronicles of Narnia, let me take, let me peel these parts of you off so the real you yeah. underneath can come forth. And it is so painful to have that. And I think it's the beautiful part of where he goes in integrated living is that also we're not meant to do this journey by ourselves. Yeah, we can't. Mm-hmm. We're meant to be formed and we're meant to form people and we're meant to do it in the context of communion with the Lord and communion with other people. We cannot grow into maturity by ourselves and we can't, it's not something we can will mm-hmm. our, like strong arm ourselves through. We have to allow it to happen and we have to invite others into the process with us to transform and to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There it talks a lot in the, the, the chapter about these very things about formation and about, you know, collaborators with God, the teacher and like how we grow and the Catholic schools and Catholic universities And it talks about formation number 63, formation is not the privilege of a few, but a right and a duty of all. In this regard, the Synod Fathers have said possibilities of formation should be proposed to all, especially the poor, who can also be a source of formation for all. Suitable means to help each person fulfill a full human and Christian vocation should be applied to formation. And so it's interesting to think we at some point, maybe we don't need formation, but like we're talking about that this is the church is inviting us to a continual a continual process of maturing, a continual deeper grafting onto the vine, a continual growth. And, and that work is not done. And and that that's, it's a foreshadowing of heaven, right? Where we come into the truth of who God is forever and ever and ever, and that it never ends. And just the beauty of that never ends, but that it is, as the document says here, it is made effective, the more it is open to the action of God. So it's his beautiful, he's the divine artist, and we are the masterpiece with which he is fashioning as C.S. Lewis talks about. And it would, would we mm-hmm. allow it to be so? Would, would that be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for many of us, it's easy to jump into a place of being the formator mm-hmm. and not not allowing formation to continue in our own lives. That's And so it says that in 63, it says, first of all, there's a conviction that one cannot offer a true and effective formation to others if the individual has not taken on or developed a personal responsibility for formation. This is, in fact, is essentially a formation of self. Mm-hmm. And that that's a commitment, not that you form yourself, but like mm-hmm. there are things that you can do to engage engage with other people who can help in your own formation. And I I think that's, that's a place of deep sadness for a lot of us. When we look at people, leaders in the church who aren't well-formed, 
And then they might be, you know, a teacher, for example, who's mm-hmm. at a Catholic school and they don't even know who Jesus is, but they're forming our children. And you think, oh, mm-hmm. wow, first things first. Like, and I, and I, I've noticed that in my own life too, like areas where I'm like, oh, whoa, like I, I don't have any, any merit to stand on to speak about this because I haven't really addressed this, you know, in my mm-hmm. own life first and allowed other people to speak to be a student, you know, and allow them to, to reveal to me some areas that I need to grow in and also to teach me a new way. Mm-hmm. But I think that comes to, I think no matter where we are in the journey, we always have to have a teachable spirit. We always have to have that humble posture mm-hmm. and that teachable spirit, like in not assume that if someone, every person can teach you something. Like every person has a gift. Oh, every person mm-hmm. has something the Lord's just bestowed on them. And I think it's very easy to be like, a, like we think we've arrived or we're above a person or we, you know, because we have specialty in this, that we you know, we're experts in this. And there's some areas you are an expert. Yeah, you may have been trained, but we can always mm-hmm. learn. And just being the posture of a student of life is one of the most amazing things. I think that's one of the things I admired about my grandfather so much. Like even at 100, he was still learning. It's like, I can always learn something today. Something's mm-hmm. always new. It was just, the, but it was a mindset he had. Like you're a student of life. The Lord's always teaching you something. Mm-hmm. Well, look at Jesus himself. Who yeah. came as a child and allowed himself to be somebody to teach him how to walk and mm-hmm. eat stuff and like every everything, the most basic things he allowed himself to be taught. Mm-hmm. None of us are above that. And uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Well, friends, any last words here about either the apostolic exhortation as a whole or the last chapter? Or One of the things I loved was just that that um, scripture that he refers to towards the end where he says, we can hear the words of John the Evangelist, see what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. And mm-hmm. I was just thinking, this whole document is just like, remember who you are, that you are called Amen. to be holy and good and none of you are left out and you're all included. And God's love is for each person. And he's calling you to share that love with the world in a unique way that only you can. And I'm like, what a blessing. Like, as I reflect on the whole document, I'm like, what a blessing to just like have all of that affirmation from the church to say, the church needs you. And I'm saying this to like all all of our listeners, like the church needs you, you and your unique giftedness to bring everything you are to the table and to allow Christ to continue to form you and restore you and heal you so that you can be, you know, a brighter light to the world. Michelle, what are some of your final thoughts about the document and all the things? Yeah. And I mean, we touched on it briefly, but I would even like to say, I think there's something powerful about the schools and the Catholic universities. I feel like that that is a really an area where the church mm. really can be a lighthouse because it is a place of formation. It is And I mean, I think it is like fertile ground for formation for the parents as Mm -hmm. much as the students that attend. And you can't say that about every university anymore. So it's like really actually a special gift, which you and I are both experiencing with our kids at Franciscan. I'm so grateful to pay all that money so (laughs) that they have a safe place to mature and grow and learn where they're going to be told the truth. You know, it's not perfect, but like, it's really great. Like it's a, it's a greenhouse environment for their faith to become personal and for it to grow. Yeah. And I think that like really, even if we could even get younger to elementary and all of that, but all of those thinking to be able to really create a Catholic worldview and safe places for people to wrestle. 
with the, te- like wrestle with their faith, yeah. wrestle with the teachings of the church, wrestle, but n- wrestle in a place where they can come back to it and be grounded and founded on mm-hmm. truth. But it's okay if you question like where you're not going to be criticized or, mm-hmm. you know, but you're like, and be able to really learn how to critically think and convictingly pray through these things until they become a part of who you mm-hmm. are. I just think it's, yeah, fertile ground for the Holy Spirit to move. That's awesome. Yeah. This has been just a great time of walking through this document and it's just so rich and there's so much in it. We could, you know, read it over and over again, but Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I I just really love reading with, with you guys and just, I'm excited to see how it's going to bless our listeners and kind of hear what they experience and maybe the, in the fires that it lights in people's hearts. I think it'll be a really Mm -hmm. beautiful, a beautiful gift. So Michelle Bensinger, thank you for that idea. That was a great idea for to go to summer school with the John Paul II. Yeah. Thanks Michelle for the summer school idea. So let's dive into our final one thing for the summer series. Michelle, what's your one thing? My one thing is actually, I'm just really appreciative to our dear friends in Pensacola, our Gopris, um, the O'Grady's for allowing me to use their beach house to record the podcast because my house is so loud that I actually have a quiet place to record the podcast. So I thank you for your generosity that I get to be out here. And I'm looking at literally looking at the beach and the water while I record this. So it's gorgeous. So thank you so much. What about you, Heather? Well, my uh, two, two one things. One is that song that I was talking about in the podcast called I Just Love You by Upper Room. The link will be in the show notes so you can check it out. And another thing I was thinking about just in light of what we were just saying is that my husband Jake has been developing a course on identity and it's he's given it a couple of times and it's going to come out probably this fall. So if people are interested in just growing and getting a little bit more human formation, mm-hmm. especially in the area of identity, Jake will be offering that this fall. And he, he's mm-hmm. such a great teacher. I'm just really grateful for that that gift. Yeah. Anyway, how about you, sister? What's your one thing? My final one thing for the summer is that at the John Paul II Healing Center, we are going to host another Healing the Whole Person week-long virtual conference. So the last week of August, so August 20th to September 1st, and people from all over the world join us. It'll it'll be a video series, but we'll have every day we'll have a live session with Bob or myself. And so people found it really helpful for them just to be able to either go to retreat center or be in the comfort of their own home and stop and start. And so if you want to join us with that, you can click on the link. And that will begin August 28th. So please register. Please join us. We would love to have you on that journey if that would be helpful for you on the journey. Awesome. Yeah. Well, school's out for the summer, friends. And uh, (laughs) we will see you in the fall. And so until then, we'll be abiding together. God bless you. Have a great rest of the summer. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend and leave us a review? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful coffee mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Body Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3 and
all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through the Patreon website, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member, and you will receive bonus content every month such as recipes, music playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information at patreon.com slash abidingtogetherpodcast. Thank you so much, and God bless you.